to you from my basement in beautiful Chicago. This is LesCast. I'm Amanda Costner, your host, and I cannot do this alone. Podcasting with me today is uh, a person I would consider to be the first lady of LesCast. Of course, I'm talking about my wife, Ro. Well, uh, we have been gone long enough. I don't want to waste any more time. Let's jump into Season 1, Episode 7 of A League of Their Own, Full Count. That's the title of the episode. We started out with Greta searching longingly out the window, so we know they still haven't figured out what happened with Joe. But then a few seconds later, we see a bruised and battered Joe being brought in by the cops in handcuffs. And the next part of this plotline surprised me. Um, I thought Joe would be fired uh, or worse, but no, she's being traded to the Blue Sox. Yeah. Because Sarge has paid money out of her own pocket to keep Joe's name from being published in the paper. And these are the terms they've agreed to. Yeah, and I think, like, I I bet, like, they, I mean, I think Sarge cares, cares about the girls, so I think, like, that was part of her motivation, but I also think it just probably looked better for the league if this scandal didn't come out, and um, Joe was a really good player, right? So, like, this, in this way, this was a solution where, you know, they, the league saves face, and also um, they can still, Joe can still play, um, and, and, you know, so I thought that was it was surprising and and I'm glad that I'm I'm kind of glad it happened even though it was like brushing things under the rug like mm-hmm. I'm glad it turned out I think out okay it's probably Joe. accurate to the times exactly I was just thinking in my head yeah. like I bet literally in medieval times they we had since like we we know that there were like you know royal people of countries and things like that who were queer mm-hmm. um, we know queer people have always existed yeah. Yeah. and um, I think. If it was able to be brushed under the rug, yeah, I think that was a thing that happened uh, if there was a reason to brush it under the rug. Right, exactly. And like, you know, how can we still function, you know, how can we still have a functioning baseball league and still um, still benefit from Joe's talent? Mm. Um, it's kind of mutually beneficial, right? You know, it's, it benefits Joe as well. So it's not just purely selfish from the league's perspective, but... Um, yeah, so I thought it was an interesting solution, and I was pleasantly surprised because you know it's it's always heartbreaking to see like you know sad I think queer we... storyline storylines in in shows and movies. So it's, yes, this wasn't a pure purely kind of you know negative storyline, and yeah. we needed it after how hard episode six yes. was. Yeah, absolutely. Where you know the yeah. the bar run by Vi, played by Rosie O'Donnell, gets broken up, and yeah. this is the result of that but it's not more things that make us like really sad and depressed to watch yeah exactly (laughs) the it was yeah it was a little bit more of a neutral i guess consequence maybe slightly positive yeah so greta responds by trying to convince joe to run away with her like yeah obviously greta's feeling a lot of guilt about what happened If, if you don't remember in the last episode greta basically you know implores Joe to go, even though Joe doesn't really want to. Yeah. Um, you know, I very much relate to Greta. I'm a runner. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, when I get scared, I don't know if, if, you, if you'll confirm or deny this <laughs> as my wife, but when I don't know what to do, my instincts are like, run. 
bitch. Yeah. Like that <laughs> is what inside my head is saying. Yeah. I, I totally relate to this. Yeah, like as your wife, I can confirm that that's <laughs> your instinct sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think it's like also, you know, a natural instinct. Um, and fight or flight. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, totally. It's like a fight or flight response. So um, yeah. And I think she's also afraid of, of course, lose, she's afraid of losing Joe. Um, and she's. But then Joe her. says, hey, Greta. I'm not just your sidekick. Right. I'm yeah. not just yeah. this thing of yours like to your lose. support person. Yeah, exactly. And my, my role or my function is not just to support you. And, yeah. She says, Greta, everywhere we go, mm-hmm. you get bored or scared, and I end up lugging your suitcase. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. So that's kind of like they're, yeah, they're saying like, like she's saying like, you know, Greta always wants to run as he said and and then joe kind of follows behind and so now like joe is kind of going off to do her own thing and that's scary for greta well she wants to yeah greta's like no right like no don't leave me i think i think it's a little selfish i'm gonna be honest like, oh it's, t- it's even totally selfish, uh, yeah. initially not a bad call like they've always planned to go to california mm. they talk about it all the time initially not a call after Joe has revealed, I don't want to do that, and yeah. said all those things about being her sidekick, like, I think it's a selfish for Greta to be still to be going, please don't do this. Yeah, and Joe is looking at this as an opportunity, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's seeing the benefits of joining this other team, and she recognizes, like, she's a good player, she could be she could have a lot of success, and so she's seeing this as an opportunity, and Greta is just, you're right, just selfishly just looking out for what is best for her, right? Which is it seems like she didn't even listen to Joe. You know, she's like, I need to be my own star. I'm a star. She's like, please don't go. Well, no, if you know, and I'm not saying Greta doesn't care about Joe. I think it's probably taking her some time to process. Yeah, you know, Joe correctly identifies like you didn't even know I was a star. You had no idea. You know, she's like, I know. No, Greta, you didn't know. Yeah, (laughs) Greta's like living in her own world, kind of. Yeah. So Mm. and I, so I think like it. I think that's going to be interesting. Like. seeing how you know hopefully we get a season two and seeing how seeing how their characters develop um and grow i'm sure you know grow and develop like apart you know and yeah apart from each other yeah well we see max first in this episode waking up on <laughs> yeah. bert and gracie's floor <laughs> yeah, max had fun. a great night like yeah. She's got lipstick on her face. Uh, yeah. uh, her night was so good. She doesn't remember the details of the yeah, night. Yeah. Like, she can't remember. Been there. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, if you don't know, I just totally gave my wife a look. Uh, <laughs> uh, so she can't remember her hookup's, her hookup's yeah. name. Bert doesn't give a fuck. He's, like, clanking together salt and pepper shakers. Yeah. Like, uh, excuse me, does anybody know who my niece made out with last night? Or who so Max funny. made out with? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was like a cute, uh, like a fun scene. That was a fun yeah. scene, yeah. Turns out Jess and Lupe have also been gone all night because they never gave up looking for Esty. Right. And then they find her at the train station, and yeah. immediately Lupe is like, oh my God, Peachy Quagla, uh, fucking <laughs> rascal. <laughs> uh, that was one of the first word, Spanish words I learned, Peachy. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one to know. Uh, and then the girls surprise me because we transition into a scene where Jess is teaching Esty how to drive. Yeah, right, right. It, this is kind of like a 
it was like kind of a funny, very funny, fun slash fun, like goofy, mm-hmm. but also like you know there was some tender moments. Well, I was gonna say you saying segment. that made me think, God, the writers just brilliant, just killing it yeah. because they take this very serious, you know, and we're gonna see this turn into a very serious scene between Lupe and yeah. SD about Lupe having a child, right? But yeah. they take this serious situation, like this has been a season-long conflict yes why is lupe not treating esty the way yes. we want her to treat esty yeah, the way we, yeah. as an audience feel like she should be right we find out but before yeah. within this you know serious the writers give us these fun moments in yeah. the car another fun moment jess and esty say i love you to each other I know. like i'm so, so are they banging are they together I've, what is happening i feel like the writers are like toying with us they're uh, like oh like you know <laughs> What you thought it, this, you knew everything. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna tease you a little more. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, like stay tuned to see what happened, what develop. What this I don't means. know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure how to read that. Was yeah. it like maybe was it a little flirty, platonic? Is how I would describe that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we just don't know yet. I mean, they yeah. would. I mean, Jess and Esty. Like, although Esty's under eighteen. So how old is Jess? Oh, really? I <laughs> yeah, in the episode, Esty's like, I okay. just turned 17. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's this got serious. All right. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Okay. Let's just move on. All right. That. Well, yeah. maybe that's why we don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have a very emotional conversation between our show's main couple, Carson and Greta. Yeah, yeah. Not to be a lesbian buzzkill here, because, you know, I love a nice heart to heart between ladies but why are Carson and Greta having this loud ass conversation about things that could get them arrested while they know someone's listening at the door like after the knocking they keep having the serious conversation did you notice that I didn't I guess I wasn't paying attention that much yeah I didn't notice that as much but all right well I noticed it and I (laughs) bet at least one other listener out there noticed it too like Joe just got the crap kicked out of her uh not to make light of that but like safeguard yourself right my 1940s queers like be safe yeah right right (laughs) um Greta starts crying uh she says are you going to leave your husband and your comfortable life for me? Yeah. Uh, that was tough. That was hard. It was a hard scene. Yeah. definitely. And then of course, in my opinion, I think Greta says the next thing she says out of a desire to hurt Carson the way that Greta is hurting. And yeah. she says what we had wasn't real. Right. Yeah. I think she's like, as you said, you know, Greta's a runner, right? So she has to like, she's running from this too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's totally running from this and she, and she, you know, the only way she can feel okay with it is by convincing herself or just saying that, you know, this is meaningless and I, you know, I'm going to move on. Yeah. It's tough. That was yeah. hard, hard to watch. Right on cue. Guess who shows up? Ding, ding, ding. Charlie, the husband. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so Carson goes downstairs. They immediately start making out while everyone yeah. is watching. Yeah, this was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Babe, uh, you're so not a awkward. big you're not a big make out in public person, are you? Even uh, if I just returned from war, you're not. You wouldn't want. To. <laughs> well, maybe if you were from war, right? Back with Esty, Jess, and Lupe are in the car, and uh, you know. Uh, SD runs the car off the road, but no worries, Ro. 
Jess, the lesbian, is also a mechanic. I know. I love how she, I love how she was like, all right, let me. Uh, I'm gonna go get some tools and or whatever. I, I feel like what Jess may be rivaling Greta in like the the lesbian panty dropper polls right now <laughs> yeah. for the show. Uh, Definitely her like yeah her like street cred went. Her les cred went. Her les cred went, went way up during the scene. Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. great episode for Jess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another yeah. character I hope we get more of in season. And two. she kind of like shows. She's like a. She's like a little. She kind of like wise beyond her years, or something. you know, like she's can kind of see thing the big picture with things. It seems like right. She sees yeah. things that Esty and Lupe don't, exactly. and she yeah. orchestrates this whole scene between yeah. them. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Carson goes back to the hotel with Charlie, where she proceeds to, like, attack him. Like, she punches the man in the face, you know, uh, when she, like, thinks he, I don't know, if was she thinking, if I just have sex with him, I don't have to talk to him. Like, what was going on here? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's, like, overcompensating or something. Right. She's yeah. been having sex with a woman for, like, you know, Lord knows how long. So yeah. She's mm. been cheating on him. Yeah. She's so. been cheating on him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was... It's tough because Charlie was actually, you know, he turns out to be a very likable character. You know, he's not, like, a... Um, a bad guy. Yeah, well, um, we watched the bonus video together where yeah. um, one of the showrunners, um, Will Graham, he says, like, we don't want Charlie to be a villain. Right. We want to do something better than yeah. that. That's already been done. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think, I agree, it makes it more interesting and it's probably more realistic, to be honest with you. Like, you know, people in real life are not villains usually they're usually of good qualities and bad qualities you don't think or... there's real life villains i mean there's like some but... i have a few <laughs> villains in my life that i think are real life villains but most people you know have good qualities and bad qualities and you know so... i thought you were saying most people don't have that and yeah, it's, yeah. it's just me who has the villains no yeah. so yeah i thought it was yeah this was it was an interesting it's interesting to see this relationship unfold and or you know to see how unravel i guess <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know. <laughs> well, it doesn't. Well, I mean, we're jumping ahead a little, but like, screw it. Let's just jump ahead. Yeah, I guess it doesn't. Really um, you know, they end up later in the episode having what I feel like is supposed to be, you know, denoted as like the resolving of the conflict. Right. Yeah. And I think I'm glad they did it that way in some ways because, like, that's accurate to the times. Yeah. Right. In other ways, you know, Carson does not come clean with yeah. her husband. That's the reality. She, is that she doesn't fully. Come she doesn't clean. tell yeah. him she's been having an affair. Yeah. And I think like she could have tried to come clean yes. without putting herself at risk for being jailed. Although I don't know, did, did they jail women if they cheated on their husbands back yeah. then? Maybe that's what uh, they did. Yeah. But, you know, she could have revealed to him she had broken his trust without yeah. revealing she was queer. Right. Um. So for me, the resolving didn't work. That was a failure for me. Yeah, I agree. Like she wasn't ultimately honest with him. Even, even like I was. Like, even when she discovered he had the letter, he had received the letter she sent, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I felt like that would have been her moment to, like... Yeah, when he be, says, you're right, yeah. I knew the whole time that you mm-hmm. were unhappy, or not the whole time, but the last few months that you've been unhappy and I've mm-hmm. just kind of been pretending, she could have said, okay, I've also broken your trust. I violated yeah. our trust. And, like, tried to start a dialogue about that. Right. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Maybe we're being unreasonable, though. No, I, but I also understand why she didn't. Because what's she the was... first thing you want to know if I tell you I've cheated? 
with oh, who? With who? Yeah, right. No, can she yeah. really conceal uh-huh. that? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. that just threw my wife off. She's like, eh, "What? Now uh, we're talking about I you know. cheating?" Like, <laughs> I was about to say something really important. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's the same uh, important thing, babe. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't remember. Clance and Max, they head to the factory baseball team meet and greet. That's what I'm calling it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they find out there is another woman yeah. who plays on the All-Stars. So cool. One of the other factory teams. I love it. Not only is there another woman, but Max quickly realizes She's Esther, the girl she just Esther made Hucka. out with at yeah. Burt and Grace's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ro, have you ever started flirting with a girl? Mm-hmm. And then it turns into a who's the better pitcher pissing competition. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all? <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like that is a thing in lesbian flirting. Mm. It can, you can flirt and have competition. Yeah, I feel like lesbians love a little, like, competitive flirting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, very hot. Yes, yes. (laughs) It is very, like, like, sometimes we'll play a board game together. Oh, yeah. And I'll just be, like, about to dominate you in the board game. And, no, that's, she always beats me at board games. But, but, you know, well, it'll be, like, really hot. And then I'll be like, should we take this to the bathroom? (laughs) Big reveal in the middle of the episode when Esty and Lupe are talking by the broken dog car. We, I mentioned this earlier. And uh, Lupe tells Esty that she had a daughter when she was Esty's age. Yeah, right. So now we know why um, Lupe's been weird to Esty this whole time because she mm-hmm. reminds her of her daughter. And um, yeah, this was really... Great moment. It was really, yeah, it was really like touching and um, male, you know, it kind of made sense. Um kind of brought some closure to that storyline and you know and um we got a we get a yeah. lot of closure in episode seven and i and i feel like that's like one issue like they don't really like t- they haven't really tackled motherhood in this show you know not that they need to tackle well they tackle every... it the most in this episode yeah exactly and and not that they need to like address every like women's issue <laughs> no but, they um... need to cover everything <laughs> yeah why haven't we gotten a menopause episode yet how dare you but I thought that this was like, um, I thought it was really interesting and like, I'm glad they talked about it because it's like, it's another reality, right? And we find out two, um, two of the Maybell as well. Players Maybell reveals to Shirley. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, is it, okay. I hate to be like, again, the lesbian buzzkill here, mm-hmm. but is it really an excuse for how she treated Esty? Yeah. Like devil's advocate here. Uh, not Esty's fault that you well, no longer have your child in your life. Well, she was like projecting on Esty, uh, right? She had like okay. she it's she had guilt about how the things turned out with her daughter. Um, Does she apologize for that? I don't. I can't remember. If mm. She explicitly apologized, okay. but she like essentially apologizes, yeah. and um, yeah. And so I think she was like projecting on Esty because she reminded her of her daughter. Um, you know. She, Esty has Lupe's daughter's eyes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like kind of triggering or something kind of like, you know, reminiscent of, of that, um, really like hard, hard situation and hard decision she had to make. And yeah. Do you think, uh, this kind of situation works in real life? Uh, two of your friends are fighting and you, uh, just create a ruse, like a mechanic car ruse. (laughs) It is like force them together on the side of the road for a while. I feel like this would make me hate somebody. I mean, I'm more. I think I don't know. Like maybe it would 
work. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this in my back pocket now, like as a strategy. <laughs> I'm not gonna trust you. Problem solving strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Max tells Clance she spent the night at her uncle Bert's place. Yeah. And that he's not a quote unquote freak. Right. Yeah. She kind of like comes out to so not explicitly, kind of. but like kind of. Is this nineteen forties coming implicitly. out? Implicitly, yeah, yeah. This is like the best you can do to a without getting arrested. Maybe she like she like says it without saying it. You know, mm. like. And, but and how many people still have to do that to this day? Yeah, I mean, yeah. um, uh, Clance's reaction. What did you think of how Clance responded to this? Um, she was I, like, um, okay. Yeah. I think initially she was like a little confused, but then like, she ultimately was like, she, I love when she's like, you're my person or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. she, I, and so they've obviously me, seen Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget about that. Um, so like, to me that meant that like, she signaled that like, you know, I accept you. I love you. You know, like it was like a positive response. I feel yeah. like. I've had this version of a conversation with some of my like super conservative religious family members. Yes. Where yeah. we're talking in code. Yes. And they're saying things like, well, um, I know you're different or yeah. they use the word lifestyle in something, something. And yeah. you're like, yes, I know you think that I, you know, like, and you have to, and then hopefully yeah. at the end of it, there's like a pat on the shoulder. But uh, there's still some love here. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. It it is kind of sad that we still have to speak in this coded way sometimes. Um, I just think it's maybe a a moment to reflect for me personally and say, like, yes, we've gained so much progress in America. But this is portraying the 1940s, and I still have conversations like this. Yeah, Yeah, so that's true. That's that's true. As, as everyone who's probably listening to this podcast knows, like, already, like, we still have work to do. Yeah, yeah. Ro, I really liked the scene of Maybelle defending Joe when Shirley was going off. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shirley is like, uh, Joe could have seen my breasts! Maybelle oh, is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's seen your breasts, Shirley. Right. Yeah. And then like, you kind of like, you kind of realize throughout the conversation that Mabel kind of knows everything's going on. Yes. Like she kind of know, like she kind of, impl- she kind even of, kind of knows about Greta. About Greta. Yeah. yeah. And like, she's just like pretty cool with it and doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this was really, I'm like super interested. Um, I think Shirley is so interesting actually, even though she's like a sad character. Um, okay. Are, are you yeah. sure you're talking about Shirley or Maybelle? No, sorry. The blonde? Well, they're both interesting cut, characters. Cut. <laughs> what, I don't know. Who are we talking about? Maybelle is the blonde who um, knows everything that you're okay. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one you think is interesting? Not Or Shirley? Shirley, the oh, funny okay. one. Yeah. Um, okay, so you hope to see more from Shirley. Well, uh, you know, not to... Just cut. Okay, just delete everything I said and just just, just start... Um, sorry, I, well, like, that's okay. I just like so I realized really, like I, I also just realized I'm I could never go live with you ever. <laughs> You're like, like no, yeah. up. Episode seven, the baseball part of this show is really portrayed not through the peaches, but through the factory teams in yeah. this battle we get to watch between the screws and the all stars. Right. Uh Max walks up. Uh, Max and Clance are watching the game and yeah. apologizes to 
uh, Esther, the All-Stars pitcher, yeah. and then also gives her a few hints. Yeah, and then also that. drops her digits. Yeah. Real smooth. I know. I love that. Um, and I love, like, um, I love that Esther... Well, I'll, I'll actually I'll wait until you okay. describe what happens. Sure. So eventually the game is going and yeah. we learn that Esther is told by the coach to throw the game. Uh, right. Apparently they've got like a deal yeah. um, going where every year the All-Stars are supposed to lose it and money exchanges hands. Right. Um, and then, but then Esther is like, I can't do this in front of my new hookup or whatever <laughs> the reason is. Um, she fakes a shoulder injury, and I guess they have no other option. <laughs> they have to call Max onto the field. Uh, the announcer calls him up. Uh, Ro, am I crazy, or is this just a little bit of a stretch? <laughs> well, at, well, it was Esther's idea, right? Yes. Esther yeah. basically was orchestrates like... Orchestrates this whole thing. Orchestrates this thing. And so, yeah, it is a stretch that she meets another female base baseball player. Well, I didn't think that part was a stretch. Yeah. I thought it was a stretch that everyone buys this and everyone's fine with it. And the coach yeah. is like, yeah, random uh, person from the stands, come on in. Like, well, I don't I know. I think the coach was okay with it because, um, one, Esther vouched for her. Okay. But also, two, he wanted to lose the game anyways, and he probably doesn't have any faith in point. this person. And yeah. so he's probably like, okay, whatever, I, you know. <laughs> so... I think that's that's a good point. That was why he was willing to like, yeah. yeah. Well, my favorite part of this whole uh, plot line was the callback. We get another callback to the original movie. And I feel like we either haven't had one in a few episodes or I just didn't notice it. But I ate it all up like McDonald's when uh, they throw the ball at Max and she catches it with her bare hand. Oh, yeah. Uh, just like in the movie. Uh, oh, I kind of forgot that that was in the movie. Yeah, I loved cool. it. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I will say, um, I once upon a time was a pitcher, softball, underhand, totally different, but yeah. still. And one time I was at a barbecue and uh, it had been years since I had pitched. And my dad was like, you must pitch. Show everyone you can pitch. Show yeah. them all. And I didn't stretch, didn't warm up, didn't do nothing. I damn near threw my shoulder out. Oh, uh, damn, just yeah. so I, but Max has none of these problems. <laughs> Max is killing well, it. It sounds like Max was, is supposed to be better than you. Oh! Or like, no offense, no offense, babe. How dare <laughs> you? Okay. Well, whatever the problems Max had <laughs> on the initial audition, uh, yeah. them problems ain't here. Uh, none of the screws can handle Max's sauce. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> killing it. Um, okay, so you were telling me that Esther, uh, one of the things you like about Esther is. Yeah, so I really liked um, that, af you know, after this, um, yeah, when they're at the after party, mm -hmm. um, I, I liked how Esther said, you know, when I first saw, you know, saw how you pitched and maybe, you know, heard about your um, ambitions. I was worried that you were going to take my spot or, you know, that crossed her mind. But then I realized that you were not the enemy. You know, it kind of reminds mm -hmm. me of like women's, um, kind of reminds me of like women's sports right now, right? I and thought like, you were just going to say it kind of reminds you of women. No, no, <laughs> like women's sports right now and the whole conversation with like trans athletes and stuff like that. Like, you know, people, people are like, okay, having trans athletes are going to take away from women's sports. Like that's not what's taking away from women's sports. 
the thing that's taking like having more competition, having more people, having more inclusivity isn't taking away from women's sports. It's like the things that are taking away from women's sports is, you know, not having good, you know, um, media coverage and like not women not being paid equally. And like, um, yeah, we're worried so much about the few trans women competitors. Yeah, exactly. We should be worried about, you know, the fact that like all of our shit is, yeah. is shittier than men. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And we don't get as much support and financial, um, you know, so, um, yeah. So I, I liked how she was like, yeah, it's, you know, so like there's enough room for both of us. And she, you know, she gave, and she well, gave I think, her that opportunity to. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, a familiar trope that yeah. women, uh, who exist experience across the board is the idea that, and I think it's been talked about now openly where we should move past fighting the one other woman in the space. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I truly believe in all things, not just with women, but that, you know, high tides raise all ships. Yeah, and exactly. so, yeah. you know, what is going to help you? Will it help me? Yeah. We can help each other. Having more women in, you know, positions of power and leadership yes. positions is only going to make it easier for women, make, make it better for women. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think that's so true. And so I thought it was, like, really cool that Esther thought about that and, and, then, gave, and then gave Max the opportunity. Yeah. What did you think about the pretty brief uh, Carson goes and gets Greta from the train station scene? Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Like, I feel like Carson kind of con basically, like, convinced Greta to um, not to run away, right? And mm -hmm. to kind of, change, kind of change her mind. Um, She's yeah. like, the peaches are real. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it's like, it's worth it's worth staying for this and, and like, and not fleeing, you know, mm -hmm. that, that their team and also her really, their relationship is worth, um, kind of fighting for or staying around for. Yeah. So I thought that was good. It was touching. I know we already kind of brought it up, but I do have to say again, at the post, uh, screws all stars, uh, game party, Max and Esther totally make out like, Kind of in front of people. I know, like in kind front of, of the people. Side, yeah. Uh, I was like, ah! <laughs> like I was like, oh my god, they're doing it. Know. You know, I feel like you know we've done that before. We're in an area. We we've literally gone to countries where it's illegal to be you know homosexual or to engage, and yeah. we, you know you you're like, can we steal a kiss? Mm -hmm. Nobody's looking. Is nobody looking? I felt the electricity of their like secret kiss. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I can tell you yeah. felt it too. I can tell you're really electrified. <laughs> it wasn't so hot for you, babe. Uh, well, what about this? Max gets invited to go on the road with the all-stars. That was awesome. I mean, Max like finally has her own team, right? That's like been finally. the big theme is like, she's never had a team, right? So um, I was really happy for her. I was very um, touched by that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was satisfying because we haven't been able to satisfy this for yeah. seven episodes. Yeah, and Max has been struggling, trying to find herself, and she's, like, now finally, like, figuring out who she is. And, and some good stuff is finally, yeah. she's had a few breaks. Exactly. Go yeah. her way. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm, I'm, like, really happy for her. I feel like she's gonna flourish, yeah. Or I hope she will. <laughs> Our final scene is Carson walking into her room that she shares with Shirley, and Shirley oh, yeah. telling Carson yeah, that she knows about her. And I think Shirley has read the letter that Greta left Carson. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. must have. Yeah. I was, I was wondering. Yeah. That's she has something in her hand. Yeah. I, I'm 
99% positive that's, yeah. that's the letter. She, uh, that was funny because like earlier in the episode, I think she was like, everybody's gay. I bet Greta's even gay <laughs> or whatever, whatever, queer or whatever. And then, oh, yeah, no. then she like kind of finds out. She was right. She was right. Yeah. yeah. So she should be afraid of everybody. Be <laughs> <laughs> afraid, surely. Yeah. Bro, this almost felt like the series finale to me. Like, I know. Actually, after we were done watching it, I was like, oh, is this... Yeah, no, one yeah. more episode left. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, besides the fact that the actual Peaches season didn't conclude, yeah. we get a lot of wrapping up in yeah. episode seven. Right, yeah, so I'm just, I'm curious to see how, like, how things progress in episode eight. I mean, I'm I'm excited that there's another episode. Yeah, but, um, I mean, we still have stuff. Of- we have to f- figure out about, you know, Clance and her husband. Yeah, right. Um, you know, of course, the Peaches, we're, we're a little, in, we're like, we're not so well, they have a though. final game. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But I'm not so... Honestly, I kind of forgot about the Peaches winning the season with everything else going on. I know. On. Yeah, I was like, definitely in earlier seasons, it was more about the Peaches. But like these last couple episodes were like so intense and about kind of the, the characters uh, themselves. Yeah, so like the I, game was in the background. Kind of, like forget about that briefly or, or like kind of overlook that. Yeah. Um, well, Ro, any other thoughts on episode seven before we uh, finally headed to the final episode? No, um, no that's a, that was a good discussion, and I'm definitely excited to see what happens in the finale. Yeah, yeah me too. Listeners, I had a couple of weeks where I was traveling. I had a lot going on. Then on top of that, recently, unfortunately, we did lose our beloved feral cat, Rascal, um, that we've fed and taken care of for a couple of years. That was really hard. Um, but I am here I am excited to finish out this opening season of A League of Their Own. I know some fans are worried about the renewal. I'm not worried. I feel like we're going to get it. I am stoked to be recapping uh, this season and to be, you know, to recap one more episode. But I do think we're going to get a season two. Uh, But anyways, make sure you're subscribed so that you can uh, come back. For the final recap, I'm going to be doing episode eight. Um, And yeah, thank you so much for listening, Ro. Thank you for coming on to LesCast and also for being a great wife. Happy to be here.